I'm Deidre. I'm Chelsea. And we're giving you a million murders. Hello, everybody. Hello. We are back in black. <laughs> back in black and, and black. black. <laughs> <laughs> uh-uh. <laughs> oh, in case you didn't know, I am an African American, and I'm a Caucasian, <laughs> <laughs> and she she yite. <laughs> oh, uh-uh. not the side at the same time. Oh, okay, y'all. So this week I will be doing. Cursed film sets. Ooh. I love it. I eat it up. All right. So first on the list is The Passion of the Christ. Huh. Cursed. Haunted films. <laughs> haunted. Haunted. It's not really haunted, but I just feel like saying haunted. <laughs> okay. So The Passion of the Christ for, you know, people who don't know. Because it did come out a little while ago. Some mm-hmm. youngins may not even know the movie What's exists. What's that? <laughs> I never heard of that. Um, it's the story of Jesus's crucifixion. And it came out in 2004 and was directed by Mel Gibson. Um, the lead actor. Huh? I knew that. <laughs> you know that? The movie's leading actor, Jim Caviezel. I, put, I had to write in like a... Like an IPA. Because <laughs> I was like, Caviezel. And I was like, oh, Caviezel. Um, so Jim Caviezel suffered so much during filming due to the severity of some of the scenes. Like, it was really bad. Yeah. You know? Because, I mean... I mean, I've been to plays that, like, do that. Like yeah. Like Passion of the Christ. And it's it's intense. Yeah, like, <clears throat> it's a lot of stuff. Like, it's hard. It's... It's just a lot. So not only did he have hypothermia, pneumonia, and infections, like, dude, going through it, going through it, a portion of his actual skin was ripped off during the fake whipping scene. So like he actually got whipped. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Shoo. So that happened. Then to make things worse, Jim was even electrocuted. During the Sermon of the Mount scene, the cast and crew who witnessed it said they saw smoke come out of his ears and his entire body illuminate. Wow. Yeah. Illuminate. I don't know if I said the ill. I was just like, illuminate. Illuminate. <laughs> illuminate. Uh, aluminum. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, the like, and just, just some facts. The chances of being struck by lightning are one in every 15,300 people. So, like, it's rare. Yeah. So, the fact that he was struck by lightning was one thing, but the assistant director of the movie was also struck by lightning during filming, uh-uh. not once, but twice. twice. It's easy to blame a natural phenomenon on and weather on these th- things happening, you know, but if you're superstitious, the fact that two people were struck by lightning and one of them being struck twice twice is creepy. Like. One in every 15,300 people, that's your chances. And you got hit you twice. Got twice. And two, two people, one twice. Yeah, like three people, three lightning strikes hitting a body. I'm like, mm-hmm. So that was, you know, mm. 
I was like, I would have been like, I got to go, y'all. I don't think we're supposed to be doing this. <laughs> People getting struck by lightning and whipped and pneumonia and infections. Like, this is not cute. So, yep, Passion of the Christ. The next one I have is The Possession. The Possession was released in theaters in 2012 and starred Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Some of you all know him as Denny from Grey's Grace. Anatomy. Mm. And uh, he, <laughs> Denny, the Elvad wire. Um, so he is the main character who is a divorced parent spending the weekend with his two daughters and his new home and in his new home mm-hmm. and his new home. Um, so they stop at a yard sale on the way to the house and one of the daughters finds an antique box and falls in love with it. But strange things start happening when they bring it into their home. So it's like a little brief synopsis of mm-hmm. what this movie is about. But the movie is based on a true story about a cursed wine cabinet called a Dybbuk box. And it's haunted by a restless and malicious spirit wishing to possess the living. Weird things started happening during filming and lights began to explode inexplicably. Uh-uh. Out of nowhere, chilly breezes would be felt in enclosed spaces the entire storage facility holding all the props caught on fire. The Dybbuk box was one of the film props that was destroyed. And apparently after all that, the real life Dybbuk box was offered to the filmmakers to continue filming. Oh no. And the cast and crew refused to, to take, they're like, nah, that's okay. It's not right. Like I would be scared too. Mm-hmm. Now y'all got the fake Dybbuk box and everything's happening. And it's acting a fool. And it's like... acting a fool. <laughs> And then they're like, oh, you could have the real one. Nah, I'm good. I think I'm gonna have to pass dog. Yeah, it's a no for me, dog. Period. So that was that. Now the next one I have is The Conjuring. The Conjuring. Yes. Yes. When this movie came out, I just fell in love with it. Like it's, I love The Conjuring. So this movie came out in 2012 just like the last one. So see, 2012, we had a couple, you know. Good ones, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and it's the first movie in a series by James Wan that follows the adventures of real-life paranormal investigative couple Ed and Lorraine Warren. This story takes place in a family home that is being haunted by an unknown force and a demonic possession. So spoiler alert, sorry, if y'all ain't seen these movies, <laughs> I'm telling it all. <laughs> But they've been out for, you know, at least like 10 years. Hopefully you've seen them because they're pretty good. Yeah. Watch these movies. Um, So, yeah, it's based on a real life story of a family's home being haunted by ghostly activity. While the movie was being shot, the real family, who the movie is based on, visited the set. And the real life mother slash wife was still so scared by her experience that she refused to enter the home where the film was now being shot. Oh, wow. I would be, too. Yeah. Like, she was like, nah, I, I lived this. <laughs> For real. I ain't trying to live, relive this. Yeah. No, I'm good. So, the actress who played the paranormal investigator recounts, so this is like Vera Famiga, mm-hmm. you know, who plays Lorraine, um... She talked about how she had opened her laptop one night and she saw three slash marks scratched across the screen. No. Yeah. It was as if a demonic creature's paw was leaving Mm-mm. a message. She couldn't read scripts at night while at home. It just felt too real and terrifying for her. 
She was not the only one to witness or feel a presence. When the real-life family was visiting the set, a gust of huge wind kept encircling them. They still... They still got them spirits or whatever. Yeah. Mm-mm. Yet the crew witnessed no movement from any wind in the trees right next to them. Wow. Mm-mm. So, this next part, Chelsea had sent this to me in a video, like, forever ago? I mean, it's been a little bit. Probably a month or so ago. Yeah, and she didn't know that I was doing cursed film sets, and I hadn't even started working on it yet. Um... So I added this part that Chelsea sent me in this video from the Drew Barrymore show. Joey King, who, you know, you may know her from The Kissing Booth, um, Mommy Dead and Dearest. I think that's what it was called. That's what the documentary is called about it. That may not be what it's called. But, you know, the... Now I don't forget the name of Dee Dee Blanchard. Dee Dee Blanchard. Anyway, the mom who was keeping the daughter sick with the Munchausen's by proxy. So, Joey King, who played one of the daughters in the movie, started having some health issues while on set. She was diagnosed with a rare blood disorder that required her to have daily checkups at the hospital before and after filming to test her blood. She had a high risk of internal bleeding and was potentially going to need a blood infusion, but once filming ended and she went home, the condition faded away. Not crazy, y'all. Like it never happened. Like it never. Like how how something like that just go away? Let me tell you about my Jesus. <laughs> he makes a way when there ain't no way. All right, listen, because I just was like gone, and she was saying that like it was like all of her red blood platelets were gone, like. Or Crazy. something like it's just like yeah. oh it's just they just gone like that's a problem. Hey, <laughs> gone. So, my next one is The Exorcist. We don't know the rights to the music. Uh uh Okay, so this is one of the most notorious scary movies ever made. Obviously, it came out in 1973 and it shocked the world. When it came out, the public, the public was not prepared for what they witnessed, period. Mm-hmm. Like, they were not ready. People fainted, threw uh, up, fainting, 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 threw up and had nightmares for weeks. My dad went to, because of course my dad's like, like in his mid twenties when this came out and, uh, he went and saw it at the movie theater and he's never watched another scary movie again. <laughs> like, scarred, scarred for life. Yes. Like he was like, after I saw that, like, cause I remember for years, me and my mom are like the big scary movie people. Yeah. I saw probably too young because then I, I had some trauma about dogs. I was terrified of a little, a little ankle biter or a big dog. Like I was frightened. So I saw Cujo a little too early, but it was still good. It's okay, mom. <laughs> um, Like Halloween, you know, the Jason movies, mm-hmm. like Friday the 13th, we watched all of those together. But my dad never would watch them. And I was like, why don't you ever watch these with his dad? And he was like, I don't like scary movies. <laughs> he was like, after I saw The Exorcist, <laughs> I was done. I said, um. Have you ever seen The Fly? 
No. That was one of my dad, mine and my dad's favorite. Because we used to watch scary movies. Yeah, too. that's Mom an old get one. So mad. You don't need to have her watching that stuff. Which I mean, I never really get nightmares or nothing. I just I've always loved scary movies. Mm, well, speak for yourself. And we'd because... be watching it, and she'd be getting mad. <laughs> I still have dreams that Michael Myers is chasing me. I'm like, how are you haunting my dreams for thirty years? This doesn't <laughs> make sense. <laughs> make it make sense. Um, so there were even some movie theaters providing barf bags. Wow. They're like, here you go. <laughs> you might throw up, and <laughs> just throwing up your popcorn. Um. And they had paramedics on site as well. That's crazy. Like, it was truly... Like, can you imagine Mm-mm. this day and age, there being something like that happening? I couldn't. Yeah, like, we're just so desensitized to it all now. But this was, like, a really big deal. Yeah. Like, people had not seen stuff like this before. This was terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> so, during... Where's Paul, where's Paul at? Oh, he's under the seat down there. fell out. <laughs> he done fell out. <laughs> They're just waking up halfway through the movie like, shoo, not a best <laughs> Oh my God. I can't imagine how like shook everybody was. Okay, so <laughs> during filming, the set actually caught on fire uh-uh. and stopped production for six weeks. Six weeks? Like it, it burned. Oh my God. Somebody call 911. Fire shot at the. Shot at fire. Shot at fire burning on the dance floor. What do? On the set. Like, just everything was destroyed and burned. We're on the rights to any of the songs that we sang today. Everything was destroyed and burned, except for the room of the possessed girl, which remained perfectly intact. Of course. Oh, Al- actress Ellen Bernstein, or Bernstein, um, who plays Reagan's mother, suffered from a permanent spinal injury on set. What? Yes. So the scene where Reagan throws her across the room, mm-hmm. she's wearing a harness, but it malfunctioned uh, and it pulled her too quickly. So when she's like screaming in the movie, it's really she's in pain. Yeah. After she'd been thrown across the room, she isn't acting. And since it was real shock and pain, the dis- the director was like, just gonna keep keep that in. <laughs> the disrespect. Not even. <laughs> he was like, oh, keep it, keep it. <laughs> this isn't going on the cutting room floor. We, we putting this right in the movie. Because, I mean, I remember that scene specifically because she's just like, I was like, dang, like, this like really hurt her. Yeah. Like. She's like really acting hard. No, no, her spine is injured. So, yeah. At one of the first showings in Rome, Italy, chaos ensued. The theater was located between two churches, and during the viewing, a massive 400 year old cross was struck by lightning, causing it to fall in the middle of the plaza. Uh uh-uh. Yeah. Then. The writer even recounted that he began to see objects floating midair inexplicably in his home. So the no. writer of the movie was just seeing stuff floating around. Uh-uh, uh-uh. I'm SpongeBob. I'm I'm I am <laughs> head out. I'm head out. It looks like the hauntings were not just on set, obviously, because yeah, you know, while the movie was being filmed, Jason Miller, who plays Father Caras, was approached by a priest on the street. And the priest handed him a medallion and warmed, warmed, mm-hmm. and warmed his heart. Warmed it up. 
The priest handed him a medallion and warned him against those who do things to reveal the devil for the trickster that he is. He will seek retribution against you or he will even try to stop what you are doing to do what you were trying to do to unmask him. Ooh, the priest, no. I would have been gone. Thank you. Thank you. Um, peace be with you and with the spirit. Because mm -hmm. I'm gone. Let a priest walk up to me and be like, all right, the devil don't like you <laughs> calling him out. Um, mm -mm. No. So that was the exorcist. Um, so the next one I have is Poltergeist. Ooh. Yes. So Poltergeist was another iconic horror film in the 20th century being released in 1982. For those who haven't seen the movie, it's about a young family being visited by ghosts in their home. At first, the ghosts appear friendly, moving objects around in the house to the amusement of everyone, which I'm not amused. Yeah, I know. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, mm -mm, I'm okay. Um, but then they turn nasty and start to terrorize the family before they kidnap the youngest daughter. And she's like, they're back. Mm -mm. So, yeah. Um, their attempt to escape the fear and haunting allow viewers to feel just how scary that type of situation must be. Yeah. Like if you have a real poltergeist. So during filming, four actors actually died. What? Mm-hmm. 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 Died? Died. Just briefly? Like. Well, they, like dead dead. Like. No, like dead dead. What? Yeah. So, and I actually don't have. I don't have what happened to the people unless so it says during filming so I don't know if anybody like died on set but maybe I meant four people because there were four deaths yeah of actors who worked on this that's crazy yeah so scary that may be a misprint y'all I'm sorry but four actors did die I don't think it was during filming though um, okay, so during a swimming pool scene, the family members are surrounded by skeletons. So, like, this is, like, getting near the end. Like, they're, yeah. like, in this pool. It's all muddy. These skeletons are popping up everywhere. And they're really scary and very dead skeletons. Like, what makes them even scarier is knowing that they're real human skeletons they bought and put in the scene. Why would they do that? That's disrespectful. I don't know. I think that's disrespectful. Well, because like... That's just like that one um, murder dude that... Did he work in a dentist office or something? And Or no, he was a professor and he had... It was an, a human skeleton, skeleton in his... Ugh. And he had murdered the person. And he murdered the person. <sighs> yeah. So like, I guess... Which, I mean, I know some people donate their bodies um, to yeah, science. Yeah, they probably did get donated, but I just feel like that's disrespectful of the people. Like, why would you... Mm -mm. Yeah, like, I'm trying to figure out where they even got the... Like, who... They probably freaking dig them up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I don't know. They bought them. Where do you buy skeletons? A graveyard. <laughs> Period. <laughs> Period. Period. I don't know, y'all. I don't know. I don't know how they got a hold of them, but they did. And they were real. And I don't know if they told, like, 
This story turned. It, it took a turn. It took a turn. The table. Like <laughs> the turn. turns have tabled. Um, so moving on, because I don't know where they got these real human skeletons. Like that's. Like, did they ask the people's families? Like, hey, are y'all cool with this? Like, I just don't know. Who just gives their bodies away? Not for science. I don't understand why you would need the real thing. I don't know. That's That was a person. Yeah, and what they do with the skeletons afterwards? Probably threw them back in a grave. <laughs> I don't know. Left them open? Put name tags on them? Stop it, stop it. Blue goes here, pink goes there, yellow's over there. Red up in the air. Just, mm. Oh my god, I cannot. I'm gonna have to do some deeper digging on this <laughs> one. Okay. Okay, so moving on. Oh god, I don't know. It's gonna haunt me now. Okay. Like I wrote it and I was just like That'd be kinda cool. <laughs> I was like, huh. I mean if you were like a super like crazy psycho yeah sure (laughs) or like even if you're just like very macabre and like love stuff like this i could see somebody like i could see like rob zombie being like yeah use my skeleton (laughs) but he may not you know i don't know him like that but anyway so there are several deaths surrounding the film like i'd said two of the most yeah (laughs) all them skeletons that included (laughs) (laughs) oh god Oh, my God. Okay. Um, That's not included. (laughs) Skeletons sold separately. Batteries not included. Um, So the two most prominent being the actresses who played the two daughters in the movie. Heather O'Rourke, which is the little girl who gets kidnapped, Mm -hmm. was seven years old when the film was released. She had been suffering from some sort of illness, and she was misdiagnosed with Crohn's disease in 1987. The following year... O'Rourke fell ill again, and her symptoms were casually attributed to the flu. A day later, she collapsed and suffered from cardiac arrest. Mm. Like, died. I, yeah. I don't know why. I don't know. I put suffered a cardiac arrest. So, like, okay, I guess that well, makes I mean, sense. Yeah. I, I felt like it didn't. <laughs> I'm just filtering my stuff. Okay, after being airlifted to a children's hospital in San Diego, in San Diego... O'Rourke died during an operation to correct a bowel obstruction, and it was later believed that she had been suffering from a congenital intestinal abnormality, Mm. which could mean she had some sort of blockage in her intestinal tract or something out of the norm happening with her colon. So that was really, really sad because she was so young. Mm -hmm. Seven. Yeah, it's really sad. Um now, Dom- oh, and she's in, so there's more than one poltergeist. So she's mm-hmm. in the second one, the little girl is. And I think they were talking about how she's like a little puffy, mm-hmm. like her face is a little swollen seemingly. And it was because she had all that stuff going on. Was her heart. Yeah, it was really sad. Um, So the next one is Dominique Dunn, who played Heather's older sister. Um, She also had a tragic death as well. Mm. Yeah, and this one's a little more well-known. But in 1982, Dunn separated from her partner, John Sweeney. In November of that year, he showed up at Dunn's house, pleading for her to take him back. When she refused, Sweeney grabbed Dunn's neck, choked her until she was unconscious, and left her to die in her Hollywood home's driveway. My gosh. Yeah. Sweeney. Sweeney Todd. 
Sweeney was sentenced to six and a half years in prison. That's it? For murder? Well, I mean, who knows what he got charged with? He obviously didn't get charged with murder. It's probably like, um, What's what I'm saying? Manslaughter. He murdered somebody and he only got six years? Mm-hmm. Because he probably got charged with, like, manslaughter. He probably pleaded crazy or something. But, get this, he was released after three years and seven months. Mm-hmm. Well, he's going to pay his his dues in time, so. Mm-hmm. I just couldn't believe that. I don't know. And I don't know what kind of mental illness was going on there or what. Like, I didn't dig too much into it. But, you know, that was awful that it happened that way. So, those that is the end of the poltergeist ones. And, I mean, there's other ones. Like, there's the Native American man in the movie. He ended up dying, but he had some kind of, like, heart issue um, and stuff like that. And I think there was somebody else, too. Which, the stay away from the light lady, Mm -hmm. she ended up passing away. But she passed away a while after that because she used to, like, narrate like scariest places on earth and she'd oh, be yeah. like Pavilia, nana, nana. <laughs> and it was super creepy she's just got one of those voices had one of those voices so anyway that's into that now for the last one we will be talking about the omen Ooh, yes released in 1976 this is another iconic movie from the mid to late 70s just three years later three years later after after <laughs> At the, at just the, three years later after the traumatized exorcism. Yeah, just like they couldn't. Three years later, we back at it to <laughs> shake you up again. So this story is about a couple named Robert and Catherine Thorne. They are happily married and he is the U.S. ambassador to Great Britain. But they really want to have children. Catherine becomes pregnant, but sadly, and this is a... You know, a trigger warning. The child is stillborn. Mm. Um, Which, I remember seeing this movie, but I don't remember all of this. Like, I think I didn't watch it from beginning to end. I just saw, like, some of the stuff in the middle. Um, Robert is approached by a priest at the hospital who suggests they take a healthy newborn whose mother has just died in childbirth. Without telling his wife, he agrees. This is so problematic. Like, how awful is that? Yeah. Like, your child dies. This priest, which, this priest, hello? It'd be one thing if he was like, look, there's a child, their mother died. When, you know, during childbirth, we don't have any family for them. I'm very sorry for your loss. Would you two like to adopt this child and give this child a good home? But it's like, oh, take this, just take this healthy baby instead. Do what they want. Not all of them. Oh, good. We said what we said. I said what I said. Okay. Um, this is super problematic because, like, you're just not gonna tell your wife that right. this is not y'all's child. child. Like, just tell her anyway. It's the seventies. <laughs> they were like, "Oh, this will be fine." Like, no, this is why everything went downhill because y'all out here lying to people. Okay, so after relocating to London, strange events and the ominous warnings of a priest lead him to believe that the child he took from the Italian hospital is evil incarnate. So that is the brief synopsis of the story. Um, Now to the cursed part. 
the cast and crew experienced everything from death, accidents, lightning strikes, a hotel bombing, and car crashes, and even film being compromised. Mm-mm. Mm-hmm. Two days of footage was lost one day due to a camera malfunction, which like, okay, you know. When inspecting the problem, the camera displayed error 666. (laughs) Following the technical difficulties, Pete Postlethwaite's brother, which Pete Postlethwaite is a really big English actor. He plays the priest in Romeo and Juliet with Leonardo DiCaprio and Claire Danes. Um... And he's also in James and the Giant Peach. He's that guy in James and the Giant Peach in the beginning. It's been a while since I've seen that. Or the end, he's like biting the peach. That's Pete Postlethwaite. He's Hmm. passed away, but not because of this. Yeah. You know, he lived a full life. But anyway, so his brother happened to drop dead, like he's not even a part of the movie, drops dead after a card game, after pulling the cards 666. Nuh-uh. Mm-hmm. Boom, dead. Like, what? That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. The. Uh, I didn't hit my my head. Man Ray. I was like, which which one is it? Do you remember that episode of SpongeBob? When Man Ray shows up and they're like, like Patrick's trying to say it. And then SpongeBob's like, mama, 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 mama. <laughs> okay, that part will get taken out because there's no point of it being in here. <laughs> okay, so the IRA, why is my voice like, <laughs> the IRA, it's because I'm not speaking, I'm speaking below my voice. I need to speak above my larynx. The IRA, which stands for Irish Republican Army, it doesn't Army. matter. Army. <laughs> As it was commonly known, was carrying out a systematic, as it was commonly known, I just can't stop cracking. That's because I ain't been drinking enough water. I should have had my liquid IV this morning. Um, okay, the IRA, Irish Republican Army, as it was commonly known, was carrying out systematic attacks all over London while the omen was being filmed there. Mace and his wife... Which I don't think I've talked about him yet, but he's, um, you know, one of the people, you know, involved with the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> so he and his wife were staying at a Hilton hotel that was destroyed by an IRA bomb. Thankfully, the couple was not in the building at the time. Wow. So like, what is it? They just don't even care. They just mm-hmm. out here bombing everybody. Okay. So, however... Just a few days later, after wrapping, filming, filming, wrapping, (laughs) wrapping, filming, the producers and Gregory Peck all headed out to dinner only to discover that the restaurant they had been planning to eat in had been blown up as well. That's two. Yeah, that's two narrowly avoided terror attacks in just a matter of days. While Gregory Peck, the guy we're talking about just a second ago, who also plays or not, not also, he plays Robert, the husband, was heading to England to shoot scenes for the omen. His airplane was struck by lightning. So much lightning. I just can't. Peck wasn't the only member of the production who appeared to have a curse traveling with them. 
David Seltzer, the film's writer, took a separate flight to England to join the cast and crew two days after Peck. Seltzer's plane was also struck by lightning. And to top things off, Harvey Bernard, the producer, was on location in Rome when he was almost hit by a bolt of lightning himself. Oh, my word. Yeah. The devil was at work, and he didn't want that film made, Bernard reportedly said. It's like y'all obviously didn't hear the stories from the priest. Yeah. From, like, all the lightning strikes is what's so creepy to me, because it's like... Now, so I don't, rare. Yeah, like, I don't know what it is about a plane getting hit by lightning. Like, I've heard that happening mm-hmm. a decent bit, and it's, like, now starting to be a fear of mine that I didn't ever think about. Um, But anyway, <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> Um, so the Omen also features iconic scenes in which the main characters are attacked by vicious animals. So this is like a big thing. And I do remember seeing this scene and it is like intense. Mm-hmm. Okay. So baboons threaten Damien, which is the name of the son, the father secretly adopted from hospital. Um, and Catherine in one scene, I think they're like driving through like a zoo or something. And it's like these baboons, it's like one of those zoos where everything's walking around and you just drive by, yeah. but then the baboons are like, ah, ah, and they like, uh-uh. <laughs> and they just start like beating up the car. They're all over the car. It's very intense. And while, and like, so in one scene that's happening to them. And then dogs are chasing Robert Gregory Peck through a cemetery in another. Incredibly, there were unlikely incidents linked to both of these scenes. The baboon handler died the very next day following the shoot with these animals by a tiger. So, like, he didn't die. Like, he wasn't killed by the baboons, but he was killed by a tiger after shooting that scene the next day. That's crazy. Uh Uh-huh. And the pack of dogs turned so vicious that they nearly caused the stuntman a terrible injury and could not be called off by their own handlers. Oh, no. Like, they're like, heel, heel. And they're like, hur, hur, hur. like, <laughs> hello, something is amiss. There is something happening here. Mm-mm. I said, Lord have mercy. See, that's why you can't play with animals like no. that. Cause, so another tragic death associated with the movie set was that of Liz Moore. John Richardson, the Omen special effects expert, was driving through the Netherlands with Moore when they were involved in a terrible car accident. Mm. Richardson was able to get out of the car with minimal injuries, but Moore's head, trigger warning, was, I feel like I should say it before I say <laughs> head, because now y'all know what's going to happen, was completely severed mm. when a tire smashed into their vehicle. Oh my. Yeah, this was a horrible accident, but for those who've seen the movie... You know, it eerily resembles a scene in The Omen in which Keith Jennings, who is investigating Damon's, Damien's, Damon, Damon Salvatore, Damien's Mm. supernatural origins is decapitated by a sheet of glass that comes from a loose, comes loose from a vehicle on a construction site. That's crazy. Yeah. It's just a lot of stuff. Cursed film sets. Dun, dun, dun. That is my story for today my darlings those were good thank you i thought they were pretty interesting and i'm glad that you because early we took it out but earlier chelsea was like oh do you have that one from um from that one movie and i was like oh i remember what it was but i can't think of it and it was that little 
snippet from The Conjuring and like I'd never heard of that and I thought oh that's good like yeah I was like hold on don't say it we're gonna take it out and then I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you credit <laughs> and I'm about to put this right in so that is that um let's see if you have any questions comments concerns requests want to tell us some of your own you know crazy stories send them to us at a million murders at gmail.com and you can also go to our instagram a million murders and see our pictures that we post of the episodes we do you can like us on there you can share it with people and we also have a facebook group so if you want to start any polls or conversations you can do that yes also we were spotlighted on the rss.com's instagram we famous y'all i was like oh look (laughs) which like rss for y'all who don't know is like part of the podcasting like thing that we do yeah like so we upload to rss feed and to anchor and so those are two like podcasting portals and then that's what sends it out to you all through Spotify, um, Apple Podcasts. Yeah, which Apple Podcasts, you actually have to like do your own thing on Apple Podcasts. They bougie. They like, no, you're going to have to go in here and make your own account. But like Google, you know, Spotify, Breaker, all these other places that we're on that we have no clue about. <laughs> um, yeah, that's how it gets to that. So that was really exciting. But anywho... Thank you all for tuning in. And we hope you come back for a million more. Bye. Goodbye. Farewell. Auf and goodbye. Okay, bye. Uh-uh. Okay, bye. <laughs>